We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Paterka couldn't handle the pass, but Benson will take the puck. His shot off a stick. Here's Krebs behind the goal. Peyton Krebs, he's going to walk out. Peyton Krebs, power scores! There's no power outage in Buffalo now. This place is juiced. It's 2-2. Dan Dunleavy there on the call as Peyton Krebs set up Owen Power for the game's tying goal. The goal that ultimately got the game into overtime and eventually a shootout where Casey Middlestat, the only player to score in the entire shootout, wins it for the Sabres. They win three in a row. They take down the Carolina Hurricanes, a team they infamously really have a tough time playing. Sebastian Ajo, one shot the entire game, no points. Very much handled him incredibly well. He also missed the net in overtime. Or in, uh, he did. He did not score in the shootout. The shootout. I don't know if he missed the net. I think he hit the post, but still. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, score. you know, you also, did really well on him. Lukanen has figured out the shootout. He's been, is he is easily the biggest bright spot. And, and Casey Middlestat, shootout king. I, I, that's the thing is when he went up, I'm like, well, Casey's going to score. Right. Like, well, that was also, my exact thought. It's also he's funny because score. all game, everyone knew don't shoot glove side on Spencer Martin. He's good on his glove side. Shoot blocker side. That's where he's bad. That's where we scored two goals. Skinner scores goal on the rebound off of his blocker. Yep. Power scores on his blocker side. Middlestat scores the game winning goal on his blocker side. It's Take advantage. Pay attention. Student of the game right there. Love it. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Danny on the line. Danny, good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Doing good. Awesome. Happy Monday. Um, so I actually had a little bit more time to form my idea while I was driving. Don't worry, have free. And <laughs> um, under the current situation, it actually reminds me a lot of the extra point in football. So, like, let's say there's a minute left in the game team's down by two, they can kick a field goal, you know, and get the three points, force the team to drive down, get a field goal. Or they can go for the two points, put the entire game on the line, but they're worried, you know, that they're going to lose in overtime. KC gets the ball, goes down the field, scores, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then on on top of it, think about like a shootout um, a few seasons ago. I think it was uh, Robin Regera was was, – like beatable 100% on the shootout. So every time we went to the shootout, we knew it was a virtual guaranteed loss. So in those situations, we get a five on three, you know, uh, and we do put the point in jeopardy. I think that that's in our favor. And uh, just to avoid going to the shootout, which is almost a guaranteed loss. Now, that's not a this year problem, 
But I could see how that comes into effect down the road. Absolutely, Danny. Thanks for the call. I like. I think that's my thing. Is like, I, I just, I, Josh. I don't know about you. I don't like the shootout in hockey. I love. I don't either. I love penalties in soccer because that's probably the closest comparison. And love penal- penalties in soccer, penalty shootouts, penal- penalty shots yes. in hockey are the same thing. Those are fun. Those are fun because it's like, hey, that never really happens. Yeah. Like, let's see what let's see what happens here. But I hate the shootout and and like you just brought up like. Uko Pekalukunen was atrocious in the shootout yeah. for every, his entire career up until last Sabres night. Every goaltender since Ryan Miller has been atrocious in the shootout. So, yeah, like, Danny's right. Like, there are going to be some teams that will be like, we need to avoid the shootout at all costs. We will lose. Right. So let's just try to go win it now. Because right. we're, we're, we're ultimately going to just only have one point. And that's my issue with the rule that if you bowl your goalie, where all of a sudden now you're punishing teams for not going to said shootout. And we had a call he, he uh, dropped off, but I loved his point of, that's where the NHL wants you to go, and right. I fully agree. Well, they but, think the shootout is like the excitement, like everyone's going to get jazzed up because they, they watch Twitter. Like they have people that are, are watching other sports, going like, "Man, did you see during the World Cup? Like everyone was losing their minds during well, the penalty, penalty shootout." Sh- penalty shootouts in soccer are so much different mm-hmm. because they're you, almost guaranteed an automatic goal, and not, not, not guaranteed, not but even, like scoring is easier on penalties. Not even that. Well, I guess it's. That because when you do miss, it's this monumental. Oh my God, that never happens. Or this—it's a huge moment. It's or a goalie huge makes moment. a save. Like like think of the last World Cup, France and Argentina. Yep. That I was glued to my television. It, it was I couldn't look away. It was because every kick mattered. I think, it, I think, it, I, but I think the, Evan's spot on on that point though. It's like in hockey, the saves are almost expected. The net is so small. The goalie pads right. are so big. I mean, there was four rounds yesterday. Yeah. We had eight players shoot. One scored. Right. But then you look at earlier in the year, maybe it was this year. If, if not, it was last year. The Sabres played the Capitals. Mm-hmm. Evgeny Kuznetsov does the same exact thing every single time, and no one can stop the him. The slow crawl he skates up, to, up to the net. at like mm-hmm. less than a mile per hour from center ice dot to the right side circle, in, skates up at the goalie, stick handling the whole way really fast, and then all of a sudden just, oh, he's going to shoot blocker side. You know where he's going to go. You know what he's going to do. You know what he does, though, that make him, frustrates make him. me that no one else does? What's that? Shoot the puck. Stop oh, yeah. trying to deke them out of the Power, net. Power did way too much on his attempt last night. I got real nervous when he missed there. I was Like, just nervous. shoot the puck. Yeah. It, it, it kills me where I'm like, it's a skills competition. And that's why I think a lot of these players get themselves just absolutely lost in the sauce of like, I'm going to just deke him and he's going to go flying to the left. The only people and that, it's like, no, just sh- do what Casey did. The only people that are allowed to do that are Pavel Datsuk and Alesh Kotalik. Because those two were kings at it. Yeah, fine. That's fine. Pavel Datsuk was the, just, he, he invented a move that got named after him where he put, takes the puck to one side and then one hand tucks it and he was so good at it. Alesh Kotalik basically did the same thing, but mm-hmm. it looked cooler. Yep. Nah, actually, no, it didn't. It didn't look cool. Datsuk did it really good. <laughs> Kotalik, though, I just, he was, I knew when the Sabres went to a shootout when I was a kid that if Kotalik was playing, the Sabres are going to win the shootout, no problem. Because he was just the man. Got to love the confidence. He, but, but, and, he, and he wasn't really great anywhere else. And that's the thing, too. Like, shootout goals in the NHL should count as goals. They don't. Like, if, like middle stats goal the game, The game kind of just ends, like, 3-2, and you're like... Ignore how that third goal happened, essentially. Right, like yeah. it will end stats, up in no stat sheet outside of your your shootout stats. Right, exactly. Middle stats goal does not count to his final goal total. Every other league in the world, it counts, which yep. is just yeah. I don't know. It's a little frustrating to me. A little frustrating. 
Uh, we were also looking for your calls, 803-0550, to talk more on the Sabres. Of course, they did win last night. They're on a three-game win streak. We're pretty close here to March, and that means we're very close to the NHL trade deadline, March 8th. Meaningful games in March? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. They've got a big road trip here coming up in Florida with Florida tomorrow and then Tampa Bay on Thursday, and then they come home and they play Vegas on Saturday. A big run here. Want to hear your thoughts. What do you want to see from the Sabres the rest of the way here? Do I I'm okay to hear people say they want to see them lose the rest of the way so the coaches get fired. I just want to know what people's thoughts are. You're a what now? If if that's if that's what people want to happen, fine. I just I want to know where Sabres fans' heads are at okay, with the three game okay, win streak. I thought you were like, no, oh, going for it. No, I was like, wait a minute. But for me, it's like like. I realized it last night when Owen Powers' goal went in. I was back in. Am I fully back in? Do I think this team's going to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. But emotionally, I was there, and for a long two-month run, I was pretty apathetic to the franchise. So, like, it kind of shows maybe I'm, you know, easily tempted back into into sports, which, looking at my career choices, kind of makes sense. I get it. But I kind of want to know where people are at, or, or at least how they're feeling with this season as a whole, even if they go on this long run. Because I think that's a thing for me as well of, like, if you do go on this big win streak and miss the playoffs by two points... Last year, I was excited. I was jazzed up. At the, at the, like now, like let's get to next season. They were right there. But if they missed by the same amount after such a poor start, after such a poor middle, I don't know if I'm happy at all. I think I'm just mad at that point. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Elliot here on the line. Elliot, how are we doing this morning? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing well. Doing well. So I just wanted to talk about my frustration with the team and it starts kind of with how the coaches not Donnie because I want to make it clear I think Donnie Granado is a great hockey mind I feel like the assistant coaches and ownership is more so the issue I don't understand why at the end of last season how we were performing against teams like Florida who went on to the Stanley Cup I remember games I think it was 3-2 where we looked almost as good of a team as they did at that point in the season. And they were playing amazing hockey to where we start off the year and the first 40 games are just a complete mess. And we're shifting lines and we're playing players all over the place. I feel like the, the ownership and the coaches don't hold these players to like an adult standard. They're, they're still thinking they're kids or something. I don't know. And I just feel like Kevin Adams needs to identify this team's identity more and go and get players that fit it more. People talk about a guy like Zemgus Gergensen and say they want him off the team, they want him gone. We need three more Zemgus Gergensen so when we're in the playoffs, we can grind it out and get past the first round. With this team and how weak it is, even if we make it the playoffs this year, we're going to get grinded out along the boards come playoff hockey, and we're not going to be able to do anything. I, yeah, Elliot, thanks for the call, man. I can... I can kind of agree with that point, too. Watching the playoffs last year after the Sabres missed, I know a lot of people, I mean, we, we and you have talked about it. We're like, you know, what would they have done if they went up against Boston? Number one, they were an injured team, so I didn't think much right. anyways. But watching even the year prior when, you know, Tage had ascended, they were young teams, so like, there was still some hope there. I was just staring at the screen. Maybe it was, it was the Carolina series. Maybe Carolina and Boston from two years prior, I think it was. So this is the 21 playoffs? 21-22, yeah. And I'm just watching it, and I'm like, oh, we get run out of the building. 
<laughs> uh, like, yeah. and like, and I just, like, the, the speed of the game and just how many chances were coming and just and, and yeah, like how physical teams were and and I don't love when games are called differently because it's the playoff compared to the regular season. I, I hate that. I want them called the exact same because it makes no sense to me. But then even last year, I kind of the same thought watching Boston and Florida, and I'm just like, I I, I don't want to say tougher, but it just felt like. Florida could take more punishment and dish it out and keep playing their game. Like that's right. how it yep. fits to me. Florida is a high flying, fast scoring team. They're able to take, and this is last year in the playoffs. I'm not saying you know this year like the the, the same team, mm. but at least last year in the playoffs they were able to take more punishment and keep going, keep playing their game. Right. Where we've seen a number of times with this Sabres team when they are grinded to a halt. They just throw their hands up in the air and don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you were right. It was Carolina-Boston. Okay. And then to Elliot's other point, too, and and this is my biggest fear, I would actually say with the coaching staff, not the general managers, I do think this coaching staff, and, and yeah, the assistants would go in there, but I think Granado as well, does give this team too many outs. That where when they play poorly, it was a nice message early of just make mistakes. Like, just learn how to play professional hockey. Like, just go out there and play. It's a nice message at the start, and it's probably the correct one. Years two, three, four, it is now the wrong one, and it right. does feel like that is still the same message. And, and the thing is, at this point, the thing is too is you, there's a way to send that type of message to your JJ Paterkas, your Zach Benson's, your Ryan Johnson, Jack Quinn, you know, Jack whoever. Quinn. Those guys, you can say, hey, you're still coming into this league, you're still learning how to be a professional hockey mm-hmm. player. But when you're sitting there saying that to Tage Thompson. Rasmus Dahlin, Alex Tuck, Dylan Jeff Cousins. Skinner. Cousins has got to be on that list now, yeah. too. And yes, they are young, but this is Cousins' third year in the NHL. Yeah. Like, I get it. He came in at 18. That's a hard thing to do for most players, unless they're Connor McDavid. But now he's been a professional hockey player for a number of years here. Right. And and it, it kind of starts with your foundation, like, depending on how you came in into the league or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at if you look at Cousins, he came into the league during the Kruger era. Same with Thompson, kind of, but Thompson was up and down through Rochester, so that was mm-hmm. a little different. Mm-hmm. But you look at when these guys came in, and then you look at Benson coming in here, and it's the start of the, the middle start, whatever, of the Granado yeah. era. So it's two different platforms, two different foundations, two different teams, and two different styles of coaching. Yes. With Kruger, it was, well, I don't even know what it was. No, no one really knows what Kruger's style of coaching was. It was just kind of a mishmash of whatever could work, and didn't work. So that's where you can look at, you know, Cousins doesn't have a great foundation. Cousins doesn't have whatever, you know, great expectation coming into this league of like, hey, this is how I started out. This was my rookie year. But then it's, okay, the past is the past. You have a coach that looks like he, like you said, is a good hockey mind. Mm -hmm. Just, I know it's hard, but throw all that other stuff away. That season's done. That's in the past. Yeah, it sucked, but it's gone. Forget about it. Go play your game of hockey, especially I, I, with, especially and, with Dylan Cousins. He's a physical he's a physical shooter. Yeah, like that's great to have. He, power forwards are a dying thing in the NHL, and Cousins and is one of them. Cousins or has the them. ability to be one of them. Right, exactly. He's not there yet, but he can be. And that's the frustrating part with him is if he had a better foundation, if he was coming in this season, I think he'd be a completely different player. It's just it's frustrating because you you can see where it's just like the message needed to change. Where it was now, like, and I think that's why they've handled the pressure poorly is because they've been told everything will be fine. No one's going to lose their jobs. No one's going to get traded. Everyone's going to stay here. We're all going to sing Kumbaya. 
And and I think that has really hampered the development of this team. And now you're seeing it be different because the fans have shown how disappointed they are and how pissed they are. You know, with the fire Donnie chance from earlier in the month or, or earlier in the season and all that, that it has now kind of showed them, cool, we just won't show up. We won't care. So great that you'll all be here and have seven-year contracts or whatever. We just won't be here. And you guys will all not be making the playoffs regularly. And it's just going to be a disappointing team. Like, good for you. Round of applause for everybody. I just I, I worry now that this three-game win streak is too late, too little too late. And even if they go on, let's let's say they beat Florida and Tampa, and it's five-game win streak going into Saturday at home against Las Vegas. It'll still feel like you went on a run too late. Your season started so poorly because of mismanagement, because of a coach who decided you're going to lean in defensively and kill your offensive game to the point now where Tage Thompson looks healthy. He looks back, and he can't score. You know, Dylan Cousins is snake bitten again. And it's 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 just it's so so frustrating. Gotta take a quick time out here. Still looking for your calls, 803-0550 if you want to join the show. We do have a bit of an update on the Marvin Harrison Jr. situation in Indianapolis. We'll touch on that when we come back after a quick time out. You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here today, and you're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 